The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter will be a forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and this is Winifred Adams. I'm your host today, and I have with me returning special guest, Dr. Maynard. And Dr. Maynard is the author of Brave New Mind, Living in the Future Science World. And we had him on a few weeks back as a guest, and we were discussing that book at length. And I encourage you all, if you haven't gotten the book, to go back and listen to that radio show on the archives. And you can find that at makinglifebrighter.com. And go to the radio tab, and on the player there, all the archives of all the shows are there. So I would download that show and listen to it because he has some very interesting things that are coming into his field. And he's talking about in this book a way of looking at quantum physics and how to sustain the Earth all in one. And it's, it's, his research and his work is extensive. So we have him back as a guest today, and today we're going to talk about his other book, Transforming the Global Biosphere, 12 Futuristic Strategies, and he wrote that first, actually, so we're going to get into that this morning. Welcome back, Dr. Maynard. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you, Winifred. It's great to be here, and uh, I'd like to also welcome all of our uh, listeners out there in, uh, in cyberspace. Yeah, absolutely. We're worldwide. We're in 35 different countries around the world, so people are picking up all over the place, and that is what we're doing. We're connecting the dots one by one by one, <laughs> hopefully making people's lives brighter in the process. So, Dr. Dr. Maynard, let's talk about the first book you wrote, Transforming the Global Biosphere, and it's called 12 Futuristic Strategies. Now, people can get this on Amazon as well? Yes, they can. Okay, so you can go to Amazon.com and you can grab this book. Tell us a little bit about what prompted the writing of this particular book and what your strategies are. Well, essentially, I think what triggered that book was the 911 incident, which kind of created a, 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 a situation where you wanted to, you really wanted to do something. A lot of people wanted to do something, but they were essentially frustrated because they didn't know what to do. So I created this book as essentially uh, probably the only or one of the very few textbooks on global ecology. But I made it very readable, the kind of book that uh, was designed for people who read English as a second language. And also it can be opened up and read in sections. So I took 12 of the greatest uh, challenges that face humans and, and Mother Earth, our spaceship, globally, and compartmentalized them. And that includes uh, things like uh, preserving uh, what we call our uh, global commons, 
which are our God-given right to have clean air, clean water, clean soil, and, of course, the clean oceans, too. So all of this uh, gives people a, a good grounding if they want to study weather modification and global ecology. It's a wonderful way to do it because I've kept it interesting and provocative. So, you, you know, kids could work on this along with their parents to learn more about their earth plane and how to preserve it. Would that be something that adults and kids could work together with? Yes, actually, um, I, I guess after I finished the book, I realized that it, it was a very important contribution, uh, having taught myself in universities and also at lower levels, I realized that, you know, we need something like this because there's so much information out there and folks want to do something. I tried to keep this book positive and actually create 12 major areas of solutions. They were clusters. They're whole clusters of paradigms and many new paradigms, new ways of thinking. Can you share some of those with us? Yes. Um, one of the things that I came up with, uh, or I guess an idea is gifted with, if you want to put it that way, is something called super ecology. And super ecology, um, I have done pioneering work in aquaculture with giant freshwater shrimp, and I've also dived in underwater and take photos in, in some of the most remote areas of the world, the rainforest, all of this. So super ecology, we start with conservation, and this is how the national parks were formed, the idea, protecting uh, certain areas so that they would not be hunted or fished, uh, the resources would not be disturbed, and people would have references to go and study and enjoy the environment. The second one is uh, what we call restoration, ecological ecological restoration. This involves things like planting mangrove trees around areas that have been uh, disturbed by storms and also by construction to restore the nursery grounds for uh, marine organisms. The next step, superecology, we can actually take the best of all worlds and create uh, things like super parks, urban parks that are actually domed if they need to be in pollution areas, these parks can actually have the latest disease-resistant, fast-growing trees and trees that are selected and actually engineered to clean the air. So this uh, would become essentially the lungs of the city, like Central Park in New York. Wow, that's fascinating. That is really a concept has anyone embraced that at all since you've, you've proposed that? Well, it, out there? you know, it's really a new concept, and we need to plant these seeds in the younger generations, and, and this is a legacy at least we can pass on to them. And it's so exciting because we have amazing uh, new technologies, and at the same time, because this so-called uh, human frequency, our vibrational frequency, has speeded up, all these new ideas are raining down, and we can add the consciousness part of it and activate the, the hard technology and come out with something which is what I like to call the quantum effect because it's, it's like a win-win uh, situation, but it's win to the X power. Think of the power of that kind of thing, that Absolutely. concept. Absolutely. I mean, we need not only sustainable ideas, but ideas that will nourish 
the earth plane and all the things that are on it, especially the trees. The oceans and the trees are our anchor, and without them, what do we have? Exactly, and you know, uh, I, have, I, I was blessed in being able to grow up in central Maine where I had the woods and natural streams and lakes, and you know, all children have what we call uh, environmental generational amnesia. We all have it, actually, all, all people, I should say. What this means is that every person's reference point to what is natural goes back to their own childhood. And, and this is why we need these natural preserves and so children can be educated. And we can do this digitally. Uh, children can take field trips essentially all over the world and interact with others on the new global Internet. And we can go to Mars. We have Google Earth, Google Mars, and I think there's Google Moon, too. I've worked with some of the people that helped develop those. Wow. I mean, it's open. I mean, can you imagine when we grew up, we, we were playing in the woods, and now everyone can speak globally. But I want to point that out, that I've been talking with many people lately, and one thing that everyone is agreeing upon is that kids don't go out and play like you and I did back east in, in the woods. And many places don't have the woods, but also kids just don't. They're now so interested in the global technology and technology, they're losing sight of grounding in nature. So how do we solve that problem? Well, essentially, I think what's happened is when you have any new technology, uh, in the evolution of this thing, as it develops into a more hardened bureaucracy, people become so they become so into the system that they actually get into evolving the system or trying to keep it rigid. Uh, and what happens, this is at the expense of the whole concept itself, which should be treated like a flower in a garden. Just give it some space, make sure it has the, is weeded and watered and fertilized, and, and, you know, it'll grow. And we can do this now with the with the overlays of the global brain, if you remember that 30 years ago, uh, now we have a global brain with numerous layers of new consciousness on it. All these new layers of satellites and Elon Musk with SpaceX is putting up another cluster of 700. This is going to actually refine our global consciousness field, and there's a correlation between that and the personal field. And is that a kind of field that's really spirit-driven, or is it more of an electronic, um, super-thinking kind of field? Well, you know, you know, this is part of the problem. And with very linear th- thinkers, of course, the, one of the problems we always have in trying to bring down uh, the esoteric, the paranormal uh, concepts is that we we have to describe them in human-created words. And, and most of these words in our languages were created during in earlier times. They don't even, we don't even have words to fit many of these new concepts. I think we're doing pretty well. But all I'm trying to say is that the academics like to argue about terminology, and it's not important because the new thing is getting into it and doing it and feeling into it. And that's what this quantum information field is all about. Would you see it a bit like a new hologram or a new electromagnetic field that surrounds the Earth plane with a different potential or a different frequency? You know, you, re- you really nailed it, and, and that's 
I guess what I was trying to com- convey uh, with too many words, it's getting it. Yes, when you begin to get into this realm of working with this information field, which has been with all of us, we've simply abandoned our natural intuitive survival values. And now I believe this has become a pro- uh, actually a priority for survival. In other words, a new paradigm. And paradigms, old paradigms, are, are rigid. And so I created this new operating system with a new book, which uh, overlays it with consciousness. Now, let's That's get the back Brave to New the, Mind uh, book? The Global Biosphere book. We were uh, focusing on that. Yes. Well, the, the Global Biosphere is something that you can begin to contemplate with as well as become aware with. Would you say that's true? That's another beautiful idea. And uh, at one point I created this little earth blessing. I did it for children, um, and, you know, I made a little PowerPoint presentation. And I, I've often said, people ask me how, how we can change the world and make it a better place. Well, I say to people, have a five-minute contemplation every day to bless the earth. You don't need to be specific. You can bless certain groups of people or the animals or any aspects of it. And, and I believe that the religions who really want to uh, get with it have a wonderful opportunity to integrate a five-minute earth blessing in their services. And I believe this would be nice to do in all the schools and even businesses and government offices because it focuses our attention. This is something that indigenous people did so many times that it, they can't even talk about it because it's like breathing, thanking yes. Earth. Yes, you know, uh, as part of a, a meditational study group that's worked with the Hopi elders, we've taken on what they used to do, and that is saying blessings to the earth plane in every direction every morning. And that encompasses all the beings in all directions, all the people, all the animals, all the earth. And the, the indigenous people were far more connected to that as a, as a source, a necessity, not just something that we do. Here we're so busy now, it's hard to even remember to do such a thing, but I think it's a brilliant idea because we need to connect again, don't you think? Absolutely, and I did... Uh... Uh, quite a bit of work with the Hopi tribe. Uh, I was hired by the, by, actually by the tribe, uh, to set up a new worldview curriculum for their new junior senior high school. And I would, I have a very close Hopi brother, and we used to have them down for Thanksgiving, which is kind of funny when you think about it. And <laughs> during the meal, uh, my my Hopi brother Michael would take a little pinch of the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the squash and open the door and go outside and put it down, uh, you know, on the porch out there for the spirits. And they do this every meal. And as you may know, the, the Eskimos uh, in the north, when they, when they kill a seal, they drink its blood and toast to the soul and thank it for uh, giving them sustenance and wishing it a new beginning. You know, there's so much for us to remember, really, and I don't even think it's something that we need to learn. It's something we need to remember, and if we do what you've been talking about in both your books, and that's, in essence, I think, reconnecting and coming back into the field and the source that's around us, we'll have a better opportunity to 
access that information and then, you know, integrate our current world with what was that was important all in one. But we have just a minute left before we go to break. And when we come back, I want to talk with Dr. Maynard some more about his book that we discussed in a previous show called Brave New Mind, Living in the Future Science World. But we have one minute left. What can we say more about this book, Transforming the Global Biosphere? Well, it takes, essentially, it encapsulates the essential challenges we have, the major challenges to uh, Spaceship Earth and humans as participants and inhabitants. And it also brings out many new ideas and and talks about orphan, so-called orphan technologies, new technologies that can be, or old technologies that were ignored, that can be used to make amazing changes and also deal with amazingly difficult problems and complex problems we have today. Thank you so much, and we'll be right back with more Dr. Elliot Maynard right here on Making Life Brighter Radio. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. We're back today. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. My name is Winifred Adams, and I have special guest back with us today, Dr. Elliot Maynard. And he is the author of Brave New Mind, Living in the Future Science World, which we discussed in a previous show, and I urge you to go back and listen to. And I invite you to get the books that he's written. Dr. Maynard has been talking about quantum physics, the quantum field, and he has an extensive background in study of consciousness, science, and combining the two, which is a wonderful combination for our world because we need that. It's not just one or the other. It's beginning to live together in one, and we were just talking about that at break. So, Dr. Maynard, can you recap what you were telling me? Because I think that's a wonderful point. Um, which point were you referring We were talking to? about the melding of, of the science and the actual quantum field and where data comes from that we can think it into being it becomes so oh that's beautifully put and and uh, it is a little difficult always to bring um, concepts uh, that are outside of our our own thinking matrix now what I did uh, with this new book I I got frustrated and realized that the old paradigms were just keeping people stuck in these loops. They were going kill or be killed, survival of the fittest, uh, civilizations rose and fell, and we needed to do something to change the whole... We need to reboot. We need a new operating system for humans and space of Earth. And so I created this, much like the new operating systems from Microsoft or, or Apple. And what this simply does is recognize the incredible gifts that we already have. And you mentioned this previously in Living in the Future. And this quantum field has always existed, and I believe the great uh, artists and leaders of the past used it. But the difference now is, due to the fact that the human frequency has speeded up, it's much easier for us to access it. And all it requires is recognizing the fact that it's there, and suddenly your life will be start to change in ways you cannot even begin to imagine. <laughs> it's pulling from something far greater than what our limited thinking data processor called a brain can handle. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I'd like to add that this new paradigm, unlike the old ones, and, and when you get into an old rigid paradigm, these paradigms have been hanging on like, like old karma for all of us. We have different origins of different countries and all of that culture, cultural stuff and, and, the, and bureaucratic stuff gets tacked on. So the new paradigms are always evolvable, they're dynamic, and they're perfectly appropriate for the exact moment. 
And this is why the new paradigm is continually evolving. Pieces are bubbling off and creating new paradigms, etc., etc. And in interfacing with it, with this quantum field, there is no past, present, and future. So when we're in this state uh, and we begin to feel into it, we realize that things from the future, what we call a future, trickle into our consciousness, kind of uh, like osmosis. And we begin to bring these ideas down at rather uh, surprising times right when we need them. Is that a bit like an insight? Would you consider Oh, absolutely. That? That's what insight's all about. And, you know, for thousands and thousands of years, this is a huge, uh, these psychic technologies or paranormal things or extrasensory things were survival mechanisms. And since the world has absolutely transformed in ways we couldn't begin to imagine with the Internet and, and all of these amazing things like the 3D printing, Etc. There's space travel, new concepts of seeing the Earth in a holistic way. Uh, these now can be shared and conveyed at lightning speed, the speed of light, essentially. Everything is coming to a place where it was a bit like the Jetsons before, and now it's reality. And if we, you're saying, if we can tap into that reality and allow it, we can have it almost instantaneously. It already exists. We just have to sort of open the door and walk through it. Is that what you mean? Bingo, you got it. And that's, uh, I tell people, uh, it's, it, we can use the left and right brain terminology. It's okay. Uh, simply put, it's the old, when the uh, first uh, movable type was created, the Gutenberg Press, it, it introduced mass media and people got into writing and reading and they took it up very, very seriously and they got so linear, they got into being linear instead of going where they really needed to go. So we have all these old paradigms. The new way uh, celebrates all of these intuitive senses, as you as you call them, and would bring them right in uh, into part of our new world view, the one we need to survive as a human race. Because what can happen in this quantum field is that things can happen very fast, and especially when we have coherent groups who are thinking. Uh, praying or meditating coherently, a relatively small number can make major changes in the world, and they can do it very, very fast, as in instantly. That's true. It's true. It's amazing. And they're studying that more at the iHeart um, Mapping Institute. Now, you know, you're a scientist by nature. I think that actually you are a scientist by tag. Let me put it that way. You're a scientist in the world by tag. I think you're a very heartfelt person and have been since you were connected with nature as a child. And that's just my sort of intuitive assessment of that. But what of the heart and the power of the heart versus science? Where does oh, that very, factor very, in? very good question. Um, sometimes I fail to remember this, to say this, because, I'm, you know, I've been... There's an ancient uh, comment by a Tibetan sage that said, "We're not humans aren't naturally stupid. We go to school to get that way." And there's, there's a lot of truth <laughs> in that because I spent many years uh, in in higher education, and I learned most of what I know in spite of the system. Although all of what I learned in the system was good too, and this is why people often 
are very successful and they don't have any formal education as such. They've created their own school. So it's kind of funny when we go along this way. Um, and, and again, the old ways are not working, so we just need to open ourselves. I tell people to think of a little switch. And uh, if you think of the the linear thinking and the quantum thinking in as a reel-to-reel tape deck. This is the linear thinking. You need to wind the tape forward or backward to go to a specific spot on it. In the quantum realm, it's like a CD disc. We always have physical analogs of consciousness. You can go to any point instantly on that disc. And this is what happens when you simply open your mind to acknowledging the quantum field, uh, meditate a little bit on it, and suddenly things will start to happen serendipitously, things that you would say the odds of that happening are a million to one. And all, I'm sure all of you out there have had these kind of deja vu or other experiences, and the old linear mind always tries to put it off somehow or rationalize it. It's, a, it's sort of our, our conundrum of remembering, lest we'd all be enlightened in part of this quantum field immediately. And it's the one thing we keep coming up against is the need to remember. <laughs> yes. Yes, and this is so true. And, and PMH Atwater, the author, has written a book called Future Memory. Uh, I believe she, this lady has worked with many, many, many children who have had so-called NDEs, near-death experiences. And uh, again and again, She's and studying these children, the reason they talk to imaginary friends and they still retain, when they're very small, apparently certain uh, hangovers from their past lives. And this is why this should be encouraged. It should never be put down if they have imaginary friends. Uh, there are ways to kind of keep it steered in the right directions. But uh, this new concept would celebrate intuitive senses in children from the time they were able to understand these things. I sure wish I had that when I was a kid. I was one of those indigo kids that, you know, I couldn't understand why everyone didn't see what I saw and understood what I understood. In fact, when we were growing up, there was nothing like this back east, and it was so formal. Whereas now, the kids that I'm talking to and teaching out here, this is normal lingo to them. This is... This is the new way of being. And yes, and it's one that. of the most exhilarating feelings uh, anybody can experience who wants to do something positive. These children, imagine, uh, just for example, uh, the old paradigm says that from the day you're born and start to learn about death, it begins to kind of be a fear in the distance, and as people get older, they have to face the possibility and all of this. Well, one of the most interesting things is that with our new technology, uh, people who would have just died only two, two, three decades ago have been revived, and a lot more people, uh, uh, quite a significantly large percentage of people are coming back and having full-blown experiences on the other side, which indicate there's no such thing as the death barrier. It was never originally meant to be. So just think what a different world or different attitude it would be if children were not afraid of death and realized it was a graduation experience. I, I think that would be brilliant. And then I think also, to add to that, their experience of living would be so much more appreciated and less fearful. 
everything here would be an opportunity rather than a, a problem or a challenge or something I have to do. No, it's something you get to do while you're here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We are. That's the price of enlightenment or wisdom or however you want to call it. It's like getting through the. It's like keeps you. You uh, take a licking and keep on ticking, like the t- old time. Yeah, watch yeah. That. And exactly. we've all had our pratfalls and facefalls and everything else. And this is what makes you tough. And it's never. It's never fun to go through at the time, but it's wonderful to be able to have coherent groups like this. All of our listeners have at least made the decision to turn, you know, turn us on or off, and and that's wonderful. You know, it, it is kind of buzzing out there with these new ideas of quantum thinking and all the things that we're talking about, no matter what words you want to put to them. The essence and the energy and the flow of that is happening, and it's expanding, and it's really exciting to watch and see in just a short period of time. People are coming up left, right, and center, and those that refuse to grow are refusing to grow, but those that are growing are going in light years forward. It's just, it's astounding, kids included. It's just amazing to watch this. I'm sure you're seeing it in whatever you're doing. You know, I want to ask you quickly, what, last time we talked on the other show, you were talking a little bit about some of the other scientists and people that you're working with. Tell us a little bit more about what you know people are working on and the things that they're developing and and share with us a little bit of your dialogue with these other authors and people and scientists out there. Well, when you, uh, of course, I'm trained as a management consultant, and, and I, as such, I will deal with proprietary information. But I also know that whenever there's a great mystery uh, that's facing us, uh, let's just take chemtrails as an example. And people know what's going on. After a point, there are always leaks. This has happened in Roswell and uh, with all of the technology we gained from reverse engineering uh, the craft there, and deathbed confessions, people feel they did the wrong thing and they need to do the right thing, uh, kind of like a confession before passing on. And I have actually known people that had... um, a person working for them that helped unload uh, load that saucer onto the uh, truck to take it uh, wherever they took it up to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Um, I've had others tell me, um, well, secrets about space travel that apparently, according to a, an ex-military person who I'm, I've known for years, uh, also a physicist, that we've been traveling without ships to the moon and Mars, uh, for over 20 years, he said, his words were, if people really knew the truth, their hair would curl. <laughs> and he went on to get a little bit more graphic, which I won't do on the I air. I believe but, that. <laughs> but I, and I have spoken personally with two people, Robert Dean, ex-military, highest top secret military clearance, inventor of the red phone, and he told me on several occasions he sat down with government brass, uh, you know, suits, and several different species of ETs. And the other was Charles Hall, who was a weatherman, has written several books, uh, and he worked out on Area 53 and tells all about the tall whites, which were there before they wanted the aircraft base, the uh, whole Area 51 business. Well, there, there you have it, everybody. You get to contemplate that for a little while. 
<laughs> yeah, kind of mean? like put that in your pipe and smoke it. But but I'd yeah. like to add uh, one more thing that I I listened to a uh, I happened to listen to a video by Alfred Weber W E B R E. He's called the father of exopolitics. He's Canadian, has an amazing background, and he said this whole business of quote paranormal UFOs ET should be removed from the from the paranormal uh, designation and put into the Department of Education. And I went, wow, yay, because one of the 25 keys is a new educational program, which is the real reality show, essentially, as, as we see it. Wow. Well, thank you, everybody, for staying tuned. And this is Dr. Elliot Maynard, Ph.D., Brave New Mind, Living a Future Science World and Transforming the Global Biosphere. You can get both of those on Amazon.com. Thank you again for stopping by. I'd love to continue this conversation yet again another time. It's really wonderful having you back, Dr. Maynard. Thank you so much, Winifred. It's It's been a delight because uh, somehow uh, the ladies have been empowering these kinds of discussions. They seem to get it better. I think we've had too much of the Y chromosome historically dominating uh, things, and it's not worked well, as we know. <laughs> This is wonderful. Well, everybody, stay tuned. You can go listen to the archives on the radio player, and uh, we'll be right back. Thank you, Dr. Maynard. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio 
Radio, Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now, back to the show with your host, Miss Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and this is Winifred Adams, and I have special guests now joining us today, Mr. John Clarity. Welcome, John. Welcome, Winifred. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you here. Now, John's known for his amazing, amazing sculpture, but with rocks, and they're on the beach. And when I first came across his amazing artwork, I literally stood in my place going, wow, look at that. And it's balanced artwork in such an intricate way. And this is kind of stone sculpture. Is that what we call it? Yes, it can be called that. It's been called cairns, spelled C-A-I-R-N-S. But these structures have been found on every continent of the world for centuries, if not thousands and thousands of years. So you've been doing this for some time, right? Because this is not just a simple thing. When I came across what you do, and I've seen it, I mean, my goodness, it it stops you in your tracks. You have to walk around it like it's artwork in a museum and take <laughs> it in because it takes contemplation. Well, first I want to thank you for vibrating at the frequency which enables you to see and feel what it is that I'm doing. Most people walk by, some people notice it just for the aesthetic quality, but there is an energy vortex that happens when we concentrate in one space, collect the stones, select the stones based on their 
shapes, textures, contours. Then we focus, we bring consciousness to this space. And one at a time, very patiently. And if we're not patient when we begin, we can come back later. We're patient and calm by the end of the process or through the process. So for me, it's been a Zen meditation. Um, putting these stones together as components of the whole, cooperating and participating with gravity, which most people just see as a, a physical law, which we struggle against or fight with. But instead, we participate and cooperate with it as we call it love. Gravity is basically the earth pulling everything in for a group hug. <laughs> I love that. And we bring this focus and intensity to this one space. Um, I've done this in many spaces around the world, but this particular space was drawing us together to collect and select the stones, bring them to this space. Then certain people who vibrate at a certain frequency are drawn, no pun intended, by the electromagnetic quality already inherent in the process, in addition to the beauty that they may perceive, or, and people see and feel so many different things. And that makes the process take on a new life, because you give it life by what you bring to the circle. Simply. By just witnessing it. Exactly, and your presence and your sharing. Yeah. So the magnetic quality of the vortex grows and grows and grows, and I can walk away letting those stones go. The wind can take them, the waves can take them, children can come by and get rowdy, or dogs have a lot of fun with them, but still that energy draws the right people at the right moment for the right reasons, or no reason at all, to participate in this energetic exchange. And it's you can feel it when you see this. So first of all, I invite everybody to to go to makinglifebrighter.com and check out the beautiful pictures that he's provided of this artwork of this spiritual Zen garden that he's made on Zuma Beach in Malibu. And uh, you have to see this because it's not just artwork with stones. It's intricately balanced rocks with any kind of natural sticks and anything that's come in. It's just integrating what is there and then putting it together in such a manner that's mind-blowing. I mean, it takes on shapes. I've seen Indian women. I've seen women with feathers. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen animals. I've seen everything that is symbolic oh my goodness, this is just, I mean, you sit at each corner of it and you begin to contemplate and you let go and you mm. watch and you look further and you see how delicately they're placed. It's like neurosurgery on with rocks, you know? I mean, you can't, it's just being balanced so perfectly and it's beautiful from every angle. So I encourage you all, go on to Making Life Brighter on Facebook or makinglifebrighter.com and see these photos of this work because he, he said this is happening around the world, and it is. It is happening around the world. Now tell us, you know, other people are doing this. Do you know, is there an organization of this? I mean, how did this begin? What is this? Well, I personally learned from an old Japanese Zen Buddhist martial arts master who would not teach me any techniques of self-defense or Kung Fu until he sensed in me that I needed to calm down. And he said... The magic of this, which I didn't understand at the time, I just wanted to learn techniques, 
He said, if you can sit still, develop a relationship with the elements, the earth, the water, the wind, the fire of the sun, bring these components of the whole, which ties into quantum physics, where each stone, each pebble, may have been rolling in the ocean for millions of years. Tremendous energy centers in the palm of your hand, literally. Feel them, see them, sit with them for a while, see how they fit together, see how the parts and the particles of the whole literally come together. Gravity does most of the work. When you're in the zone of calmness, peace and serenity, with passion, focus and intensity, you can drop these stones and they stick. It's ma literally magnetic. So they are doing most of the work. It's just about, as, as is most of the synchronicity of life in general. So it expanded into a philosophy which became holistic. It became a practice of applied quantum mechanics to everything we touch, everything we see, hear, taste, feel. It's all about being conscious in the moment of each movement and that slows you down. It brings you to a childlike state. And when people feel that, whether they know it or not, and they're drawn to a place like this, I'm not exactly sure why. Some people just do them to make trail markings in the wilderness and that's fine too. But if you trace all of the megalith structures, the pyramids, the Aztec temples, they all have this upward movement where the ground is celebrating life force, reaching to the heavens. And gravity is not stopping it, it's actually inviting mm -hmm. us to be creative with the materials that we have at hand, so to speak. Yeah. So that's the core of the meditation. And then obviously when people come see, and they see shapes, you've des described a few shapes and things that I've never seen yet. I will go back and look, but for me, it's about just making the stones fall together. Later on, people come and look from different angles and tell me, is that what you had in mind? And I think, possibly on some level, but thank you for showing me. You have given me new eyes to see the work that I'm doing. And that's part of the magic of what I do. Simply the interpretation of, from others. So I thank you for seeing that. Absolutely. I thank you for taking the time to slow down and actually look and observe and feel something. So tell me why you do this now. What is it that mm. is, you know, it just seemed to pop up one day. <laughs> and I'm sure it hasn't, but for me it did, and I've been here a while, so why now? Well, that's, that's an interesting question. It started, they would just be one or two structures up and down the beach or in the forest, wherever I travel, into the desert, in some remote locations. This particular space, which I'm told that the native tribes used to call the meeting place, where Trancas Canyon Creek used to flow like a river into the ocean, is a very powerful natural energy already occurring there. Mm -hmm. So I would just find myself in that spot, stacking the pebbles, and it grew. It grew so large at one point that the beach comber, the machine that cleans the beach, he actually had a problem with it. And in the beginning, he would wipe them out. And it would break my heart, but it was a lesson in non-attachment and patience and anger management. Good, great therapy, free therapy. <laughs> Then I made friends with him, 
and we agreed that if I could keep it in a fairly controlled circle, he started doing these really nice patterns, like crop circles. Oh, wow. Well, Sacred the, geometry all in one. Exactly. <laughs> so he would come in the morning, and that was the highlight of his journey up and down the beach, which I'm sure can be monotonous, was his turnaround point. But was, what a change. Exactly. Exactly. So it is much bigger than just what I'm doing. But for me, it's a simple meditation. It aligns me with the elements in the morning. It enables me to collect some new stones and pretty pebbles that are constantly washing up um, with the new tides. Uh, and then, as I explained to you, what happens after that, the people that visit, the souls that are drawn to resonate at a certain frequency, whether they know it or not, makes it a magical shared experience. Oh, wow. That is so amazing. Really. That is beautiful. Thank you. Well, this has really been special. And for all of you that are just being introduced to this kind of amazing Zen artwork, I would go to the website and check it out and see this beautiful construction, which is ever-changing by John Clarity on Zuma Beach in Malibu, California. And so it, you, you'll probably see it now all over wherever you go. Oh, but thank you. thank you so much for coming and sharing this because what you just said was so powerful in so many ways. This is quantum physics. It's all tying into being centered and being part of the whole and, and appreciating all of nature and all the elements, really. So allowing and allowing. allowing. So blessings to you. And thank you all for listening out there. You're listening to MakingLifeBrighter.com. And you can go to MakingLifeBrighter.com and the radio tab for all the archives. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Blessings. Go jolly. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us each week at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.